0: better than this guys vegan dudes here on the draft dudes podcast presented by locked on it's joe marino kyle krabs and chris schubert from the draft network and we are your hosts here on this monday episode of the show i guess i should say joe welcome back but kyle what's up dude
1: welcome back welcome back welcome back how you doing i'm well 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 so everybody <laughs> missed it on the uh the pre-show here but y- you legitimately are begrudged to be back on the show <laughs> no i'm not begrudged we're we, sitting we... here bsing in the pre-show and joe's like all right let's get this show on the road guys i couldn't Imagine.
0: wait to get back in recording mode oh, okay. with you guys you know talking ball for the listeners i missed everyone
1: did so you I was cheat eager to get back did you cheat no i didn't cheat did you listen to the, the shows last week with the exercise with the building a raw? It was a very popular topic. I'm very, very pleased with how well received it was. No, I, I think I you'll didn't, have fun.
0: I didn't cheat. I didn't. I saw that you did it, um, but I don't know your pick. So uh, mine are coming at some point this week.
1: Joe, this may be the opportunity for us to make Madden rosters and simulate them against each other like we did two years ago with the uh, champions of each division. And our personal choice, you know. Do you remember what happened in that game? I do. I do. A little miss I- mis- clock management by Joe Marino's squad in the first half. They They came away empty-handed, down inside like the ten-yard line with like a minute, <laughs> a minute left in the quarter. So fired the coach. Gone immediately. <laughs> it was bad. Yeah, I died. It was so funny. Uh, we'll have to do that. Points. We have to do that. That's good. Uh, so yeah, today on the show. Uh, we're reacting to some of the the topical news for over the course of the weekend. Uh, we had the Darius Leonard contract extension that came out. Xavier uh, Howard ironed out his hardships with the Dolphins. So uh, yesterday alone, on Sunday, it was, what, 10 o'clock, and both of those things dropped? like it, We hit the ground running on Sunday. So we figured we would dive into these contract extensions and the ramifications of both. Yeah,
0: Um I thought we were talking about Josh Allen too, but I thought, yeah, did you Kyle know, just he, overlook he's, that? Or? He's,
1: he's dead to me.
0: Kyle That's wants to talk honest. about Xavier he's Howard and taking an incentive deal, not talk about the, set, the the largest contract in NFL history given out in terms of
1: guaranteed money to a quarterback. Wow, Kyle like wants to got gloss your, over that. Sounds like you got your punch list out for locked on bills tomorrow, huh? No, we've already... Or for today. Already.
0: Brother, we had, we had an emergency podcast. Oh, you private- did? You on busted out
1: on vacation. You did an emergency lockdown bill. The last,
0: yeah, last day of vacation. The never last, stops. Full, last full day. I'm sitting out on the beach with my wife, my daughter, my in-laws, and then Chris Mortensen breaks the news. It's like I don't know noon on a Friday. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. So
1: like, cool. what two hundred and sixty-eight million dollars or something like that?
0: Two fifty-eight.
1: Two fifty-eight. It's a rich man. Yep. so needlessly, it was was time to go do a pot. Good for you. I didn't know you did that. I'm proud of you.
0: <laughs> Kyle Krabs proud of Joe Marino for uh finding time in his vacation to deliver a pot.
1: I'm just saying you did find a lot of time to talk to me. so I'm glad you had a chance to talk to Bill's Mafia.
0: I talked to you. We had several <laughs> we had several good conversations on the phone while I was gone.
1: So yes, 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 yes. oh anyway, let's let's quit. Being, I'm, I'm going to be done being passive-aggressive. Do you want to start with the Josh? Do you want to go in chronological order and do the Josh Allen one first? I, I think we might as well.
0: Yeah, you know, we're, we might we're as well. already touching it. Cool. Um, I mean, look, I've, I've shared a lot of thoughts on this on lockdown bills, and, and I don't want to, like, not share things here. But I guess I'm interested in hearing from you guys a little bit on this. Like, how do you feel? What did, what did you think of this extension? <laughs> um when you saw it come through I guess it's interesting because you guys both really good football minds but fans of of rival teams so
1: I think the Maybe. only thing that surprised me about it was that they they managed to come to terms before the season was played right because that's the million dollar question is what does 2021 look like versus what 2020 looked like for Josh Allen but um I don't know. I, I don't think the Baker Mayfield contract extension was going to have any ramifications of what a Josh Allen contract was going to look like. So it was really kind of like a race against the clock against Baltimore to maybe save yourself a little bit of money when it's all said and done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but I think with the cap, uh, the big thing that does make sense for why you get out in front of this deal, and I'm usually a fan of set the market because uh, in two years hindsight, that deal's going to look pretty good. Uh, When the cap is going from $181.5 million in 2021 to the cap is set at $209 million in 2022, that rapid expansion. And with the TV deals that the league has hit, we're going to get close to 209 if we don't hit 209, right? So that amount of space you have instantaneously effectively accounted for the vast majority of, of whatever your cap hits are. And I have not had a chance to look at the cap breakdown and guaranteed money breakdown on Josh and what that looks like. Uh, so maybe you can kind of use this opportunity to help give me any info that you have on is this front-loaded, evenly dispersed? Is it kind of – I don't believe it's the rolling kind of contract like the Chiefs gave Mahomes. So what's the breakdown on where the money is?
0: It's a good question. Um, The Bills actually managed to have Josh Allen's cap figure go down in 2022. And the big escalator hits in 2023, which is the same year that the new TV deals hit. And so you mentioned the ascending cap and Josh Allen's big cap hits come post-TV deal new money that's supposed to balloon the salary cap. But basically, they're locked in through 2025. Um, but like after no, 20,
1: no questions asked, um, uh, like no wiggle room.
0: Um, no, yeah. I wouldn't say that there's any wiggle room. This is a, a definite situation where Josh will be in Buffalo through 2025. You can, you can maybe make a case that after 2024, they could, they could swallow a hard pill. They would have 20 million in dead cap. Uh, they'd save 31 million cause his cap hits 51 in 2025. So they would save $31 million, but, absorb 20 million in dead cap but after 2025 they have a very clean out of the contract he's owed there's be no de- dead cap in 28 27 and 26 they would have th- almost 40 million in cap savings because his cap hit is 49 or 46.9 and the dead cap is 8.4 so their opportunity to get out is after 2025 but the way that it's structured and Josh Allen came out and said look I don't care how I get the money or where it comes from, you know, it's the, the, the sixth year, the six year component of this deal allows for a lot of maneuverability and they can, they can do a lot of different things in terms of restructuring to create cap space when needed and move things around. Um, So there, there's definitely flexibility within that, but I think at a minimum, Josh is, is locked in through 2025. So Shuby, did you have any thoughts on, 17's deal in
2: Buffalo. So uh, not about Josh Allen specifically, but about, I think the wider conversation around the quarterback market, because I love the way this deal is structured. I have the over the cap numbers sitting here on the other screen as I'm looking at while we're talking about it. I love the way this is structured for the Buffalo Bills because yeah, you create yourself a window here from 2021 to about 2025, 2026. And if things don't, if things go South, you can get out of this before Josh Allen hits you know, 30, 31, and you can move on if need be. So I love the way this is structured. But what's so fascinating to me, guys, and, and Kyle, you talked about how this isn't going to impact Baker so much, but boy, does this really change the conversation that we're going to see in Baltimore with Lamar, and more importantly, I think the conversation we're going to see next offseason with Kyler Murray. And I'm just always fascinated by when a new quarterback sets the new number what that does, what that changes for how other teams are going to build their roster. How's Baltimore going to build their roster going forward, knowing that they're going to have to give probably a little bit more than what Josh Allen just got? The Arizona Cardinals, how are they going to construct their roster knowing that they're going to have to give Kyler Murray a deal here pretty soon that's going to have to trump this deal more than likely? So just from a roster construction standpoint, I'm always fascinated to see, okay, this changes the dynamics now. This changes the way the game is played.
1: Let me ask you this. Chris talking, he's bringing the name Kyler Murray into here. I'd like to hear both of your opinions on this. There's no way, no shape, no how right now. I would give Kyler Murray a contract extension that sniffs this section of the stadium, let alone this seat in the ballpark.
0: I think you'd say the same thing about Josh Allen after year two, you know, and so that that's probably why I don't bring up Kyler into this conversation, because if he goes out and, lights it up and it reaches the ceiling and showcases he goes, that he's
1: goes out and casually finishes second in the MVP voting <laughs> like Josh yeah, did. <laughs> right. And that's it's gonna
0: be, dude that's gonna be such an unfair precedent right for like right. quarterbacks in year three. Like I feel it's just not realistic. The stuff is not normal. But I think that's for Kyler. And not to to sidetrack this too much, but you brought up Lamar and I do agree that this is a really interesting Dynamic Because Lamar Jackson was the NFL MVP. He did get that team to the playoffs three years in a row. There are playoff wins under his belt, just like Josh Allen. And so I think he has a legitimate argument to say, okay, well, Josh settled in between Dak and Pat Mahomes. Well, I need to settle in between Josh and Pat Mahomes.
2: I'd also just really quick back on the Kyler thing for a second. There's the threat there of him saying, I'm going to go play baseball that looms over this whole situation that could play, that could rear its ugly head in a couple of years down the road. So that's something to keep in mind as well. Is that
1: uh, what, yeah. what, what probability do you give that though? Is that just like a leverage play? Is there any sense of realistic possibility that that happens? Like every time, guy-
2: every time he talks about it and every time he's asked about it, he does not shy away from the idea of trying to play baseball and football at the same time at some point. Every time it is brought up, he does not shy away. He does not in front of uh, in front of the media say, I'm focused on playing football right now. He constantly says, I'm not shutting the door on that possibility. That that avenue is open down the road. He does I, not close the door completely on that. So that does loom over the situation, which what, what makes it so fascinating to me. And Joe, the thing you mentioned about Lamar is so interesting too because he has a resume that's probably a little bit better than Josh Allen's. Mm -hmm. That resume is better because he has the MVP, that he can say, I was the best player in the league recently, and I have the playoff wins, and I've led this team to being this close to an AFC championship and a Super Bowl. So, man, when you get to this this type of money, it just becomes stupid and it becomes silly, but it does have an impact to the way these teams build their rosters, and Baltimore had to reshuffle their pass rush this offseason. Well, once you pay money to a quarterback of, of this stature, you can't do any sort of reshuffling of any real position group because you don't have the resources anymore. So I, I get so fascinated by this stuff because it really kind of locks you in to a short-term window to try to win, and you really have to be confident in the roster that you've put together.
1: Did you Do you guys remember the nugget real quick that uh, was about the Baltimore Ravens quarterback room and cash being spent this year? No, from I did a story for thedraftnetwork.com, and it was uh, effectively one cap tidbit or nugget that I found interesting for all 32 teams. I wrote it at the end of July. It was July 23rd. I have the story up here. For the Baltimore Ravens, Zach Wilson has since signed his contract since I wrote this article. So the, fa- the fact about the Ravens cap situation right now The Ravens will pay less money to quarterbacks, their entire quarterbacks room in 2021 with $3.4 million combined than any other team in football and less than all, but two groups of specialists in all of football. (laughs) So Chris talking about what's going to happen to your distribution, your spending distribution. If Lamar Jackson makes that jump into the 40 mil, Ballpark now. Granted, like the Bills did, the Ravens can can soften the blow through, through probably the first two years of the deal from a cap perspective versus a cash perspective, and that's an important distinguishment to make. But that segue, and we've already seen Baltimore kind of begin to transition some of where they're spending their money with, with free agency. But you know they spend a ton of money in the secondary. Um, they're, they're probably that's a, a position group that only, as we're going to get into with Xavier with Howard later, going to continue to accelerate how much money is being spent there for top shelf talent. and They have a, a number of really good players back there for them. So uh, it would be really fascinating to watch not just the Lamar contract discussion, but the domino effect uh, for them.
2: Kyle, to your point. Lamar Jackson in the entirety of his NFL career has been less than 2% of the Baltimore cap. This year is the highest that he'll be at 1.7%. So you're talking about if he were to get a contract extension, a jump up into the 15, 16, 17%, at least in the short term, year one and year two. That's a that's 15% of your cap that just immediately disappears. It's gone. You can't even think about it anymore. That's tough. That is a tough, that is a tough pill to swallow when you're building a roster. And that's that's the product of doing business. That's the way this works. But boy, for a team that it, that, that is it restructures their roster as much as the Baltimore Ravens do, year to year to year, it, it, it is a tough pill to swallow. And that 15% immediately going away, that's that's the new normal in the NFL. So teams have to be really careful when they give out these kind of contract extensions. Tired of getting killed by
0: daily fantasy sports experts? I am. Don't play experts, play the house with Stat Hero. Introducing Stat Hero, it's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head to head fantasy matchup. You name the stakes, winner take all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time. No one else does that. See the competition ahead of time. Pick the lineup you think you can beat and go head to head with no pool of opponents. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. Sign up for free. And right now, you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. That is stathero.com slash locked on. All right, so Josh Allen, not the only NFL football player to secure the bag over the weekend. Darius Leonard, linebacker, Indianapolis Colts, he got all the money. And I think we have very much seen through recent contracts to Fred Warner, Darius Leonard, uh, Bobby Wagner, C.J. Mosley, that the NFL is paying linebackers finally.
1: Yeah, and I think what's most interesting to me about the Leonard deal, which came in at five years, uh, $98.5 million with 52.5 guaranteed in the annual average salary uh, of 19.7 before you include the final year of his rookie deal, uh, which is this year, uh, which they put the $20 million signing bonus into. So Leonard's going to get nearly $23.5 million in new cash this year. Uh, is the way they dispersed the money is really interesting to me where their potential out, we talked about it with Josh Allen, the Colts can get out of this deal two years into the five-year deal with only $8 million in dead cap. They did a really nice job of, of structuring the money, uh, but what's interesting to me is in year two, in 2022, the first year of this new contract, you guys have the numbers up? Do you see what he's getting in cash that year? Pulling it now. It's less than $7 million in new cash in 2022. So he gets his big signing bonus now. They have a greatly reduced year two salary, and then they've pushed the salary into future years. There's roster bonuses at play here. Um, they're, they're really only locked into this deal for three seasons, including this year. And then they have ample flexibility uh, for what direction they want to go from there. So I think this is more so uh, of a testament. We talked about Josh Allen being uh, the cost of doing business with franchise quarterbacks. This is read the fine print. Don't just read the years and the money because Indianapolis, they made this big financial commitment and if everything goes great, then awesome, Darius Leonard's going to be locked in for a really long time, but they left themselves some flexibility here, which is exactly what you would expect of Chris Ballard based on the way that he's constructed his roster and how he's used his cap.
0: Seems like that 2023 year is widely accepted as a year that the NFL it, is expecting a big hike in, yeah. in cap space because you know that's that's really where things jump in pretty good for... Darius Leonard and, of course, Josh Allen. But I think, you know, look, going back to that 2018 draft class for Indianapolis to be able to get Quentin Nelson, Darius Leonard, I mean, two foundational players for your Mm -hmm. roster. And, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I mean, they took Darius Leonard like 36 overall. He was damn near a first-round pick. Small school backer out of South Carolina State. He had plenty of fans. I know you were a big fan of him in the scouting process. But this was definitely them taking a swing on a guy they believed in and they've maximized him. And I love I love the move to get DeForest Buckner in front of him, you know, to really make sure that he can be free to roam and, and play downhill and use that length and lateral mobility and and all the things that he can do to, you know, counter offenses. And he's just such a great neutralizer. So I mean he's an elite linebacker, he's in a great situation. They're committed to him not only with this contract, but having the right pieces around him. I mean, this is a really fun story when you consider everything that goes into Darius Leonard now being where he's at in terms of pay and, and where he's come from.
1: Well, and then you take into account, what did you say he played at last year, 220? Yeah. yeah. Like, really impressive that, like, he, he can do as many things as well as he can as a pressure player, as a sideline-to-sideline side defender, in-pass coverage. And you would never guess that he's playing that light, but it, it's really helping him to maximize his range and his ability to make explosive plays. And I think it was Field Yates put out, since he came into the league in 2018, he's first in off-ball linebackers in like tackles per game with 9.9. He has 15 total sacks, over that time span. I think he has nine, seven or nine interceptions. Um, Just an an ungodly amount of production and turnovers forced when you count forced fumbles and negative plays that he's created. He averages one tackle per loss per game Mm. since he came into the league in 2018. So like the negative plays that he creates for opposing offenses is just phenomenal to digest and, and it's it's one of those things where you have a guy that has that versatility has that big play ability why would you not pay this guy it's a no-brainer
0: fred warner and darius leonard have secured the bag they have rewrote the linebacker market
1: did you guys yeah. know that
0: built bar has so many delicious flavors there is something for everyone They have coconut, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, cookies and cream, orange, strawberry, and salted caramel. And look, if you don't know where to start, get a mixed box. You can get two of each of the nine flavors and try them all before you order any one box of a single flavor. And not only are the flavors the best tasting protein bars on the planet, they're healthy too. Check out these macros, 17 to 18 grams of protein. Their calories range from 130 to 180 only four to five grams of sugar and only four to five grams of net carbs. You want to try Bill Bars? We got a deal for you. Go to BillBars.com. Use our promo code LOCKED15, and it'll get you 15% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Bet BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and the UFC. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit in the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in the game. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts.
1: You know, Joe, I'm glad you you mentioned uh, Major League Baseball here. Uh, wanted to ask our two resident New York Mets fans how the, how the Mets are looking these days.
2: I, I just, I don't understand why. You and I had a great week last week, co-hosting the show together when Joe wasn't here. And this is what you do. You bring us back and you're going to take a shot. What happened? No, the, no, well, no. It's, no, it's a genuine question. No, it's not a genuine question. I know what you're up to here. The Mets went from first to third over the past of the last week after being in oh. first since the beginning of May.
1: And you oh, knew exactly okay. what you were doing here. You knew
2: exactly what you. I mean, were I was I was just month.
1: curious what your what your headspace was on on Mets baseball. Doesn't seem like it's very good. Doesn't seem like you're in a very healthy place, Chris.
2: Can we just move on to talking about Xavier Howard? Kyle, Kyle coming in, talking a little trash. Talk, and, I, y- we, y- we had y- a great week last week, a fantastic' We some good shows. We had fun, and this is what he does. He did.
1: The only reason I know this is because my hate watch of the Nationals is in full swing, and I think I think they're like 6-13 and 13 since they took that pot shot on the Dolphins three weeks ago. So I'm absolutely positively – and I know they sold at the deadline and they traded all their best players, and I do not care one single bit. I am enjoying the collapse of the Nationals, and it just so happens the Mets – Collapse has run in parallel where like I look I looked up it there was one point where I think the Phillies closer, since we're talking NL East and I'm outside of Philadelphia myself. I think he close I think he blown like nine of eleven save opportunities at one point. I'm like, oh well that's the Phillies stink, like guaranteed. And I just looked, I pulled up the standings, they're in first place. I was like, How the hell did this happen?
0: Speaking of how the hell did this happen, how did Xavier Howard Oh Okay. Get an opportunity to stick in Miami. I th- I thought he was gone. I thought yeah. he was gone. They kept him.
1: Well, I, I think I really think the first two weeks of training camp pushed this thing to where the Dolphins were ready to to talk business a little bit. You know, obviously, I went down to camp last week and and had a chance to see what the secondary looked like without Xavier Howard, who was not practicing with an ankle injury, if you will and uh, magically dresses for practice on Saturday, and a deal is done before they're on the field on Sunday, and um, specifically, Noah Benogany uh, is not where he needs to be, and and nowhere near where the Dolphins probably hoped he would be as their contingency plan. I believe on Sunday, he was running with the third team, so... Uh, obviously, he's he's very, very raw. He's only played corner for three years, including one year in, in NFL, which was effectively a redshirt after he got pushed in the starting lineup. But it's Jason McCourty was taking snaps as the first team safety at first. And Javon Hollins got pushed into that role and magically has three turnovers and three practices. Uh, but McCourty's going to be 34 years old. And Noi Benogany is not taking the step forward. So I think they looked at what they're – secondary looked like without Xavier Howard, and I really think it, it kind of helped them in their evaluation process to say, you know what? He wants more money. We're going to give him incentivized money, uh, $4.5 million in incentives this year, but nothing guaranteed unless you produce on the field. And I think that was the big thing for Miami was saying, we're not going to pay you back what you should have earned in 2020 because your previous agent got you into a bad deal. We are receptive to compensating you appropriately for what you do moving forward and them finding the common ground there. Howard wanted the guaranteed salary or the money move from 2024 to 2021. He didn't get it, but he got stipulated money that depending on what production he has, how much he plays, if he makes all pro or pro bowl, he gets that money back that way. And then they guaranteed his 2022 salary where half of it is immediately guaranteed. And the other half guarantees on the first day of the league year next year.
0: I guess I'm a little surprised that this was the resolution based on what his statement, right? Like a pretty, pretty forward statement that
1: very direct statement.
0: I mean, literally threw Byron Jones under the bus in, in the statement and like, I'm just surprised that based on a guy that felt taken advantage of and disrespected, we. I'm not here to debate whether or not he should have felt those ways, but clearly he did. Right. That Adding a bunch of incentives to the deal was all it took.
1: And he got the the verbal commitment that in February and March, based on your health and performance, we will sit back down at the renegotiation table and probably rewrite the entire contract this upcoming offseason. So it's, it's, a, it's a nut. He's turned it into another one year yeah. bet on myself. Yeah.
0: He's I He's running as, out of time for that, though, you know? Correct.
1: Like. Correct. So <laughs> I, I think the fact that he knows now I have an opportunity to get the quote unquote third contract before I turn 30, and I just need to stay healthy this year and do what I. Not do which did last year because setting 10 interceptions in a season right. as the bar is not realistic, right? right? But um and then I think getting guaranteed money so he knows no matter what, the first day of the league calendar year, he's got 13 million dollars in in salary, fully guaranteed, regardless of injury or anything like that. So but yes, I do agree with you that I'm surprised with how hard he pushed. Yeah. All it took for this to get done was for the Dolphins to say, "You want more salary this year and guaranteed money going forward? We're going to give you the guaranteed money going forward, but you got to earn it this year."
0: I real, uh, I don't know. What the, I don't know what the adjective I'm looking for is, but the way Brian Flores navigated this situation publicly, right, his comments through the media, and yep. for it to come to the resolution that it did, that's friggin' impressive, and. It makes me wonder a little bit what the negotiations were like in terms of the trades. You know, like, was Miami getting offers? Were they not where they wanted him to be? Were there stipulations on places Howard would go? You know, it just feels like – it just feels odd that it came together. It really does.
1: I I can tell you what I know about this situation is the Dolphins had calls from two playoff contenders – uh, and several other teams. And that was according to rap Rapoport. Uh, but the offers that, they, like they, if they were going to move Howard, they wanted, I don't want to say a Tunsil size, but something comparable to what they got for Tunsil, because it's like, we don't have to trade you. You have four years left on your contract and you're not going to sit like period. Your whole thing is you want to maximize your earning potential. So that was one of the things that they gave back in in the renegotiations Mm -hmm. is they waived all the the fines. You know, he had almost $100,000 in fines because he skipped minicamp. And um, they they waived that. And I think it was $93,000 that they they put back in and said, we're not going to charge you for that. So his whole thing is, like you said, you're kind of on the clock as a corner in your older 20s with knee issues in the past. You got to get every penny that you can. And what Miami was getting for offers was nowhere near what their expectation was if it was going to be worth their while to make the trade. And right. therefore, you know, they, they said, all right, we're going to sit on it unless we can find a way to give him compensation that ensures we're getting elite level production. Because if he produces like he did anywhere to the degree that he did last year, it's going to be worth it. So they slow played it. Um, I'll be interested to see how the renegotiation contra- uh, the renegotiation window goes this offseason. I still would not be surprised if uh, Howard's longevity in Miami is unsteady. Uh, but at least for this year, he's going to be motivated. Uh, Brian Flores, as you said, did not throw him under the bus. And this to me is, is a lesser degree of the same lesson that we learned with Aaron Rodgers, where if you're an elite player, you're usually going to win in some way, shape, or form. But for Howard, he he sacrificed his 2021 wins. He built himself that out to get that money, but he sacrificed his 2021 wins in order to ensure he gets long-term wins. And the team did not have to do any of this. David Cantor, his agent, said that himself. We were not expecting for the last eight months to get anything done. And the Dolphins came down and they were fair and they sat sat down at the table with us and they figured something out. So I think there's a little bit of good graces there. And Cantor has been like the Scott Boris of agents to the dolphins specifically going back to like Olivier Vernon. You know, he's been a tough guy for them to work with. So the fact Mm -hmm. that they got that done, I think that's another layer to this uh, that is pretty impressive that they sorted it out and they didn't get hit with like an arm and a leg in the process.
0: Well, I think, at a minimum for the 2021 Miami dolphins, this was the best case scenario to have him back on the field in, in a, in a year where I think many expect Miami to be right in it when it comes to the playoffs and having to say goodbye to him for future rewards doesn't, that 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 would have really been hard for this year. And right, it's them, it's, they got it's mixed done.
1: messages, right? Yeah, because yeah. you're expecting to compete. You go out, you bring in all these weapons in the passing game. Tua looks really good. I could I could say I was pleasantly surprised from just like physical skills. What Tua looked like this past week when I was down there, and uh, if Tua makes the big jump, trading your best player, yeah, when you won ten games last year, like that, that's not going right. to fly real well. It's so tough. they they figured it out. Uh, we will be figuring out what discrepancies Joe Marino and I had in our first mock drafts of the season. Joe's dra- dropped last week. Mine dropped today at the draftnetwork.com. So make sure you head over to the site. Check it out. Uh, Joe, also very exciting news. Uh, the player reports for all the players that I picked They're up on the site. So you could start to read some of our impressions on scouting reports on these talents and what we think of them. We're finalizing our first edition of the TDN 100, uh, which is our top 100 prospects entering into the season. May or may not have a, a secret big board that exists of that, in which you, all of those scouting reports are updated as well. Uh, it's not available for public consumption yet, but we're getting ready to push play on that. We're obviously very excited for that to take place. So uh, it's officially football season. It's always draft season. We've been living and working to prove that statement to be right. But uh, working through these mock drafts that Joe and I did over the last two Mondays uh, is going to be a really interesting conversation because. I know this is true for you and I know it was true for me. There were some tough spots in this. Yeah. There were some really tough spots for value and talent pool available and positions of need and all that kind of stuff. So we're going to get into that tomorrow and Wednesday on the show. So make sure you don't miss it. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, Chris Schubert, the draft dudes. Thanks as always for listening. Talk to you again tomorrow.